You're listening to New Life Washington Podcast. We pray this sermon encourages you and builds up your faith. It's our goal to help you live so that no one misses the grace of God. Enjoy the sermon. About you, but as I have conversations as a pastor, one of the things that is common is this question, right? How are you doing? How are things going? And there's two responses that I hear often, and you probably hear them often too as you talk to people. One of those responses is, I'm really busy. Anybody else hear that one? Anybody else feel that one? Anybody say, that's me, right? I'm really busy, right? In the world that we live in, it's becoming increasingly busy. It's like our schedules are filled up uh, from Monday to Sunday with things, and we are busy, and we seem like we are running around like a chicken with our head cut off, just one thing to another, and we are very busy. So I hear that often, right? I'm busy. Things are so busy this week. Hey, how are things this week? Hey, things are so busy this week. How are things this week? Things are so busy this week, and it's just a repetitive thing. And I'm right there with you, right? I'm not knocking on anybody for using that as an example. I'm just saying that that's how it is, right? We are busy, busy, busy. But there's a second thing that I hear very often when it comes to this question, how are you doing? I'm tired. I'm tired. Anybody else? Anybody else want to yawn real quick, right? Oh, Because we are tired, right? Because we have so many things going on. We are exhausted and there is so much to do and so much to accomplish. And because of that, we are tired because we don't find the time to refresh. We don't find the time to replenish ourselves. And we are walking around saying, man, I can't wait till my next vacation so that I could refresh. I can't wait till the next vacation so that I can go and unplug a little bit. And then you get back from your vacation. You're like, man, I need a vacation from my vacation now because I'm more tired than when I left. We did so much stuff. And we wonder what is the answer here? What is the answer for us? And the reality for us is I think that God has an answer. God has an answer for us to refresh us. He has an answer for us to help us with this idea of being tired, this idea of being busy, to slow things down in a way. And as we begin this series, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be diving into the subject of this thing called Sabbath. And that sounds like a weird word for us, right? Like, man, what in the world? If you're new to church, you're like, what in the world is this guy talking about Sabbath? Like, what in the world? And if you've been at church for a long time, you know about Sabbath, but chances are you haven't practiced it in a very long time. And today we're going to begin this idea of understanding what Sabbath is. And we're just going to intro it. We're going to walk slowly through it. And we're going to talk about how we can actually practice this. How can we begin to implement this into our lives? Because it's good for our souls when we do it. It's good for our souls. And I'm wondering if Jesus asked us that question and we said, I'm tired, I'm busy, if that's what he would want for us. Would Jesus want us to be tired? Would he want us to be busy? Would he want us for that to be our response? Or would he want us to be refreshed? And I think the answer is that God wants what's best for you And what's best for you is not for you to be tired all the time. What's best for you is not for you to be busy all the time. What's best for you is something so much more than that. And God wants to give us that. So as we begin, we're going to be spending some time today in Mark chapter 2 if you want to turn there. But before we do, there's this beautiful passage in Matthew chapter 11 that I want to read to you. Because it kind of shows us a little bit of God's heart for this idea of rest and refreshment. And I'm going to read it to you from the message version. It says this. It says, are you tired? 
Anybody? Yep, yep. Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Man, I love that. I love that line there. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Anybody want that? Anybody want to learn how to take a real rest? Right? Not one of these rests that, man, makes us more tired than before. Not one of these rests that we say, man, I've, I've chilled out all day, but somehow, you know, I'm missing something here. But there's, God has the ability through the Holy Spirit to teach you your rhythm. We're all wired differently. We all rest differently. We all get refreshed differently. But what if God could speak to you and begin to show you how you get refreshed, how you get built back up, how you get encouraged? How about it? What if God was able to do that in your life? I'll show you how to take a real rest. We all want that. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. I love this too. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And it's a beautiful, beautiful passage here. And as we dive into these verses, I want to just remind you of something, that what God is giving us through the Sabbath, it's a gift. And it's a beautiful gift, and it's something that is free. Let me say it like this. There's a, over the last 20 years, man, we've seen health kick after health kick. And because of that, there's supplements like crazy, right? And uh, I'm not going to knock any of your supplements this morning, okay? So don't worry, okay? Jesse, please don't say my thing that I sell. Please don't say my thing, right? Um, I'll use oils as an example, not because I don't like oils, okay? But let's just use oils, okay? We want rest so badly, we'll spend whatever money we have, whatever extra money we have to buy that supplement, to buy those oils, to buy that stuff. And like I said, I'm not, not knocking supplements. In fact, give me all of your supplements, okay? Give them all, all the oils, all the stuff, I'll use them. Um, but what I'm saying is we will invest in the right pillows, invest in the right blankets, invest in the right bed so that we could get the rest that we need and we're investing, 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 right? And we're saying, man, I'm still tired. I'm still tired. But when it comes to what God is offering you and God is saying, hey, you don't have to pay for this. I'm giving you the Sabbath to begin to practice. And what do we say to that? No, thanks. I'm gonna try my oils, God. No thanks, God, I'm gonna try my pillow. No thanks, God, I'm gonna try blah, 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 fill in the blank, right? And it's time that we pause and we say, okay, yeah, maybe I'll still do those supplements and everything and pay for those and those are great. And as I said, I have my list of as many supplements as you can. But first, I'm gonna do what God has told me to do and I'm gonna practice the Sabbath. And it's a free gift that he's given us. We don't have to pay for it. We can begin to live it out and I'm telling you, if we just practice this, if you just do an experiment with me for five weeks and begin to practice the Sabbath and see what it does to your soul, see what it does to your life, at the end of this five weeks, you'll notice a difference or your money back, okay? You'll notice a difference. God 
wants to work in your life in this way. So let's begin to dive in. Mark chapter two, verse 23. It says, one Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields and as his disciples walked along, they began to pick some heads of grain. So put yourself in these shoes. Jesus and his disciples are walking. They are doing ministry. It is the Sabbath day, and they're walking from one place to another. Well, these guys are hungry. These are 12 dudes walking around. They are starving at this point, and they are looking for some food. So I have to ask the question, how many of you have ever walked through a grain field before? I'm just curious so that we can put ourselves in that context. Nobody, right? There's nobody in the first service. One, one person, two people. How many of you have ever grabbed the grain heads and eaten them? Anybody? A couple, just one person in here, two pe- persons in here? I've never done this, right? I'm, I was tempted, right, to bring grain heads and eat them in front of you just so you could see a visual of how that's done. But this is what the disciples are doing. They're walking through the grain field and they are eating grain heads as they walk along. In the Old Testament, this was perfectly, perfectly okay. In the New Testament, of course, this was perfectly okay. It says, well, what if somebody else owned that? Is that stealing? Are the disciples stealing grain from this person? No, it was acceptable for people who were traveling to be able to eat from any of anybody's land there. There was areas where they could walk and they could take from the grain, they could take from the fruit. But if it was me, I wouldn't be walking through a grain field, okay? Let me just say that, right? I'd be walking, man, I, something, is there a potato field here, you know? A uh, microwave where I can make a baked potato or something? Um, grain field, nah, not as much. But the Pharisees said to him, look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? So what's happening here is the disciples are eating and they're picking grains and what the Pharisees are saying is they're saying, hey, they are not following the Sabbath because what they're doing is they're picking grain. And they're messing that up, right? Somebody should say something to them. And they become the Sabbath police that walks around every Sabbath day looking for people to bust, looking for people that they can get mad at, looking at people saying, hey, you're not practicing the Sabbath correctly, you're not following all the rules, you're not doing what you should be doing. And it's a mess. It's a mess. But Jesus has an answer for these guys. How many of you know somebody like that, right? They're just walking around looking for somebody to, hey, you're doing that wrong, right? Oh, that's not biblical. It's not always fun, right, to be in that. And that's the Pharisees. They were taking this to a place of religiosity. They were taking this to a place where they didn't care about God in their hearts. They just wanted to follow all the rules and point others out that were doing wrong. Well, Jesus answered them and he says, have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need? In the days of Abiathar, the high priest, he entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread, which is lawful only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And let's stop right here just for a little bit. Because this is really important for us today. Because when I said the word Sabbath earlier, some of you said, ah, oh, it's going to be so hard. It's going to be so hard to practice that. Jesse, do you really have to give me more homework, more things to do, right? Man, I'm already tired. You want me to practice the Sabbath? Are you kidding me? Like, that's just another thing on my list to do. 
when we think of Sabbath the way the Pharisees meant Sabbath, yes, man, it's a whole other list of things to do. But when we think of Sabbath the way Jesus meant for Sabbath to be, I'm telling you, it is not a chore. It is not an extra weight on your shoulders. It is not something, it is not a task. It is something refreshing to your soul. It is a gift from God. It is something that he's giving you to help you, not hurt you. It is something that he's given you not to be a burden in your life, but to be a help, to be an encouragement, to be helpful to you, not hurtful to you. So it's not this idea of us going around as a police, me as a pastor, right? I'm going to go around Sundays to your houses and make sure you're not doing any work. No, not doing that, okay? I'm watching football on Sunday, okay? Just one game at least, okay? But when it comes to the Sabbath, what it is, is it's you saying, God, how can I practice enjoyment of you today? How can I practice enjoyment of the things that you've given me? How can I practice rest today? How can I practice these things? And for everybody, it might be a little bit different. Because for you, you might not like to go on walks. Some one of the things that I've loved recently is to go on a long walk, three or four mile walk, right? And this is relaxing for me. This is refreshing to me. Some of you, if I said, hey, on your Sabbath, go on a three or four mile walk, you say, that would be the worst day of my life. No, thank you, Jesse. You keep that on your Sabbath, okay? But understand, what is that for you? What is that thing that is refreshing for you? What is that thing that you enjoy? What is that thing for you that brings joy to your life that you can do on the Sabbath? That's what it's about. It's about finding those things that bring enjoyment to your life and thanking the Lord for them and allowing yourself to be refreshed. Is that a big meal around the table with your friends and your family? and saying, thank you, Lord, for this meal? What is it for you? I remember one Sabbath, I was sitting there, and um, in fact, let me just tell you, my Sabbath is on a Monday now because Fridays wasn't working for me, and I was wearing myself out, and Fridays would come around, and I thought, man, this Sunday's just right around the corner, and my, my mind and my focus would be still on Sunday morning, and I couldn't unplug, and now Mondays I can unplug just a little bit better. But we all need to find that day for us, that day where we can unplug, that day where we can rest. But there was one Sabbath where I'm sitting there and I'm thinking in my head, man, I haven't spent as much time with the Lord as I should have today. And, uh, and you know, I'm feeling this guilt, this burden back and forth. And I, I wanted to play with my daughter. And she's sitting there and she's playing and she's wanting me to play with her. And, and I'm thinking, man, I, I could go and I could go on a prayer walk right now or I could go. And, 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 and I felt the Lord prompt me. And he says, Jesse, I want you to play with your daughter, right? It's worship to me when you play with your daughter and you enjoy that and you enjoy being with her. That is worship to me. And I thought, Lord, this is what Sabbath's all about. It's doing the things that I enjoy and thanking you for them the things that refresh me, the things that help me, doing those things and saying, thank you, Lord, connecting with you in the middle of it. And it's amazing what begins to take place as we spend time with the Lord on the Sabbath, as we take time to enjoy what we enjoy, and not just what you enjoy, but what your spouse enjoys for those of you who are married. There might be some, somebody in here who says, I, I like to eat at home, but your spouse likes to eat out on the Sabbath. And you say, I'm gonna eat out, right? Uh, I don't think any of y'all have a problem with that, okay? But, man, what is it that you guys can work together to work this Sabbath thing out? 
It's meant to be a gift to you. It's not meant to be a burden. And I think so often there's so many things in Scripture that we have this religious mindset about that allows us and forces us to view things as a burden that are supposed to be a blessing. The Sabbath is a blessing. It's meant to help you, not hurt you. It's meant to be not a burden, but a blessing. So let's begin to practice it. But as we continue here in verse 28, it says, the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. And Jesus here is telling them, hey, uh, I created the Sabbath, I'm in charge of it, and you guys are getting it wrong. You guys are following the letter of the law, but I'm talking about the heart of this law, and the heart of this law is enjoyment. The heart of this law is to help you, not to hurt you. And why would Jesus need to do that? Because the Pharisees were taking this so out of context. The Pharisees were getting mad if people were eating something in a field. The Pharisees were getting mad if anybody lifted a finger on the Sabbath. So if somebody forgot to prepare their food in advance, they would have to go that whole day without eating. In fact, I even heard at one time, right, they were, um, there was um, attacks happening, right, from another country that were coming and trying to attack. And if it was a Sabbath day, they wouldn't fight back. They would let the other people win. Crazy, right? But that's what they would do. They would take the Sabbath so seriously and so religiously that it was too far of an extreme. But another time, let's continue here because this is a whole other story about the Sabbath here in Jesus. Another time, Jesus went into the synagogue and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Some of them were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, so they watched him closely to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath. Think about how messed up your priorities have to be for you to be looking for Jesus to heal somebody so that you could get mad at him, right? This is the the Pharisees. Jesus is wanting to make somebody's life better and they're saying, not on the Sabbath. You can't help somebody on the Sabbath, Jesus. You can't help. You can't heal them on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with a shriveled hand, stand up in front of everyone. Then Jesus asked them, which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they remained silent. He looked around at them in anger, deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts, and he said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was completely restored. So Jesus says, I'm not buying into your religious games. I'm not buying into this religious heart that you have towards the Sabbath. The Sabbath was meant for good. The Sabbath was meant to help people, not to hurt people. The Sabbath was meant to make things better, not worse. Right? This is what this is saying. That, man, the Sabbath is for your good. So today, will you accept God's gift? Or will you keep putting it on the shelf? It's time to dust the gift off and begin to implement it into your life and see what God begins to do. Will you do that? Will you begin to live out a gift that God has given you to bring enjoyment to your life, to bring health to your life, to bring health to your spiritual soul, to bring health? Are you tired? Are you worn out? Remember, he says, I'll show you how to rest. And this begins here with practicing the Sabbath. It begins right, right here. So let's begin to do that together. On your way out today, we're gonna give you a packet. And in that packet, I know packets sound like, hey, is this college, Jesse, right? Give me a packet, things to learn. Don't let it overwhelm you. 
Don't let it overwhelm you. It's a packet of resources to give you to begin to implement this, to begin to help this, for you to read with you and your families, and for you to figure out how this works for you, for you to figure out how you can enjoy life better, how you can refresh, how you can find the rest that you need. Don't let it overwhelm you as you go through it. And in fact, my thoughts would be for you to take one step, just one little step, doesn't mean that you have to rearrange your whole day so that you can begin to implement this. And man, maybe that's you, right? That's definitely me, right? I'll start a Pinterest page and, you know, begin to put resources together. And uh, some of you ladies are laughing because I have a Pinterest. Yes, I do. And uh, that's okay. And um, anyways, um, when it comes to, to Sabbath, figure out how it works for you. Figure out how you can put it together. Figure out what refreshes you and how your Sabbath could work. But like I said, start with one thing. Start with one thing. Is there one change that you can make? And then once you get that down, add another thing to it. You don't want to overwhelm yourself. You don't want this to be something that's another thing on your shoulders. But I think it's important for us to begin to live out. Because at the end of the day, we are so used to getting to this place where at the end of the week, we're exhausted and we have to rest from our work. But the idea here is that we work from a place of rest, that we're refreshed, and because we're refreshed, we work. Because we're refreshed, we get to move forward. So together, let's move forward in this. Together, let's move forward to be more healthy as a church, as individuals, to be not burnt out, but to be healthy, and to move forward rested, to move forward refreshed, to move forward with energy that we can use to do more ministry, to serve people better, to love people better. Let's move forward together. Thanks for listening. For more information about New Life Washington, check out our website at newlifeonline.org. God bless.